1: There's no better way to celebrate your favorite MLB team than by visiting Baseballism, the official lifestyle brand of baseball. Baseballism specializes in apparel for men, women, and children and now offers officially licensed MLB team apparel. For a limited time, get 15% off your next order by using the code PODCAST at checkout. Shop now at Baseballism.com or visit Baseballism San Francisco on the corner of King and 3rd. Baseballism is America's brand.
2: All right, Chomp Time, here we go. Three, two, one... It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Ah, uh, The Red Sox struggles continue against the American League East. Good morning, Chris Scheim. How are you?
1: Good morning, Mud. How are you today?
2: Two and three against the Rays now. Seven and 16 against the division. Uh, an amazing Fomit. nine games under five they They're under five hundred against all three teams in the AL East. And I bring that up, Chris Scheim, because this year there is no game 163. Um, there is no tiebreaker game the day after the season. Tiebreakers are number one head-to-head record. Number two, intra division record is in. What's your record against the division? And as of right now, the Red Sox two tiebreakers absolutely stink against the Blue Jays and the Rays. That is the reality.
1: Yeah, it's not a great look for the uh, Boston Red nope. Sox
2: here uh, nope, halfway, nope, at nope. the
1: halfway point of the season. The good news, though, the good news is Chris Sale making his rehab start in Worcester tonight. Wosta, welcome to Worcester. State charge a dollar twenty-five, please. Over at Polo Park. Yep. And then on top of that, Red Sox. Interesting young rookie on the mound to start tonight's game. I mean,
2: you are, that's, you're underselling it. This is the most anticipated debut since one of two guys, Clay Buckholz in 07 or Henry Owens in 2013. Like, yep. uh, there's some other guys, Darwin Hernandez, some other young guys who have made uh, debuts at the Red Sox. None have been as uh, publicized, as, uh, as as focused on, as Brian Bayes anticipated with bated breath, uh, as Johnny Most used to say. Uh, he is pitching tonight for the Red Sox. He is 23. He has gone from 89 to 40-something in Keith Law's uh, minor league rankings this year. He's one of their highest-rated prospects uh, in the franchise, quite frankly, and at 23 years old, he starts tonight against Tampa. Now, I'd love to tell you after I tell you that uh, Nick Pavetta sucked last night, and did not strike out five batters, so thank you, Nick Pavetta. Boo. That I had this great bet for Brian Bale's strikeout totals tonight because his strikeout machine, he has 114, uh, 114 strikeouts in 84 innings.
1: Yeah, averages 13 per nine innings.
2: Yeah, and he averaged uh, um, eight eight per start at AAA. And see. so the the Rays basically have a, 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 a AAA lineup of sorts. Um, but right now our friends at DraftKings have not yet posted the strikeout total. Nothing. So it's we're waiting. it's we're depressing
1: waiting. because They'll I've been waiting it for it all day.
2: They'll do it at some point. Uh, I don't know when it'll be. My guess is they'll post it at 4.5 or 5.5 because it's a guy making his debut, and he'll get absolutely hammered at 4.5 and, and probably be even bet a little bit at 5.5. If you want to play both those, that's fine with me. Yeah, uh, even uh,
1: me. FanDuel doesn't have anything listed either. They have the player performance doubles, so it's like Brian Bayo to record four-plus strikeouts and the Red Sox to win is even money. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! <laughs> well, I guess it's gonna be overbet today. I guess we're just we're betting into the steam. of Brian Bayo, uh, he deserves all the hype. Red Sox need the win. He's been a strikeout
1: machine. I'm looking forward to do. We'll be there with the pregame. We'll stick around. Oh, on here we the go. Game. FanDuel's initial line. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, uh, It's breaking news. FanDuel's a little, initial line four and a half. five and a 5.5 at, at, at plus one ten.
2: Yeah, that's that'll be that'll be gone pretty quickly.
1: Is yeah, I bet it'll be like four and a half or five and a half at minus one twenty by the time it's on DraftKings. Would you play the five and a half at plus one ten? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I think so I'm too. in. I think so too. Tampa Bay Rays so have too. never seen him before, um, and on Nobody's top of that, yeah. and on top of that, him being a strikeout machine in AAA, I am all in on going over five and a half. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, if I get five and a half right now, uh, I would do it uh, again. Unfortunately, our friends at DraftKings have decided to wait. On this, it'll be up there at some point. They have no, may not, they don't have anything up there here. Um, no, nothing. Not, I mean, not even, you can't get a record a win at this point. Uh, it's all Corey Kluber goes for the Rays. So the Red Sox pounded uh, back in April. So I'll, I'm gonna. I, I, you want to. Do you, you want to go with Brian Bayo as your play tonight, Chime? You want to give you that? Uh, that no. That,
1: so we- I mean. It's not on the board, so I can't officially play it. I have a different play instead. I had a backup pick just because Brian Baio is not available to me.
2: Uh, What's your backup pick for the Red Sox tonight? They're playing, obviously, the Tampa Bay Rays. A huge game tonight in the division. Uh, They are uh, plus 155 on the run line at minus 1.5. Total over in this game is 9. Juice to the under at minus 120. or Over over minus 120 uh, under is plus uh, even money, basically. Uh, money line for the Red Sox, minus 125. Those are the game lines today for Red Sox and Rays. 7-10, your first pitch at Fenway Park.
1: Yeah, so uh, my pick here is I'm actually going to go with Xander Bogarts over one and a half total basis. Nice. Uh, plus 120 tonight. Had a dinger last night. It was his first dinger in 25 games. Um, but if there's one thing I know about Xander Bogarts, can tend to be a little streaky. And when he's hot, he gets really hot. And then he can kind of cool off a little bit at times. He... A 25-game home run uh, drought seems to me a a cold streak. He is now out of that cold streak. I expect him to continue to play well, especially because uh, Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez have not played extremely well over the last week. Uh, Sure haven't. One of those guys needs to come out. Bogarts gave gave himself some confidence last night. I'm going to go Bogarts over one and a half total bases tonight against Corey Kluber.
2: Uh, I will take J.D. Martinez over 1.5 total base against Corey Kluber. He's 9 for 31 lifetime, pair of home runs. Uh, Kluber was rocked by them earlier in the year. Devers had a home run uh, against Kluber in that first start. He gave 11 hits uh, in just five innings. So uh, Red Sox have been effective against him. He had a good June, but he got smoked by the Blue Jays uh, over the weekend. So we're on a similar page here. Over total bases, 1.5. I'll go with J.D. Martinez at even money. You'll go with Xander Bogarts. What's the
1: Bogarts number? Plus on- 120.
2: Nice. Okay, so there you go. So both plus money against Corey Kluber tonight in the Red Sox. We're both interested in Brian Bayo stats, depending on uh, where they post him. But uh, really, again, the comps to Pedro Martinez, I think, tell the story. He's being legitimately compared to Pedro Martinez. Uh, He's been electric, and so looking forward to watching Bayo tonight, listening to Bayo tonight on the Shaw's and Star Market Red Sox network as the Red Sox try to, on July 6th, Chris Schein, win their first ALE series of the year.
1: Yeah, you'd think That's that they would have won one prior to this. But uh, yeah, they have yeah. not. They yeah. need to win tonight, and then you get to square off with the Yankees. I mean, this is just such an important stretch here, the month yep. of July for the Boston Red Sox. So, getting a win tonight will start you off at least on the right foot.
2: Three and five against the Orioles. They are one and two against the Yankees. So, a lot of Yankee games coming up. They are two and three against the Rays and three and seven against the Blue Jays. So, well under five hundred against uh, the division. Uh, it has not been good for them. They are forty five and thirty six trying to finish strong. Uh, but 2-3 and three to start July after a 20-6 and six month of June. Uh, meanwhile, 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 the Scottish Open tees off, uh, I believe, 2-15 Eastern time this morning. So nice. uh, if you are playing DraftKings, if you are playing any bets, you've got to get them in today. You can't wake up early and do them tomorrow. I will point to our buddy Ryan Hannibal, who wrote up a couple of articles in this at BetMGM. Uh, one about the the guy getting the most money, that is our buddy Matt Fitzpatrick, who carried us home in the U.S. Open, I believe, at BetMGM shine. He has a twenty percent ticket count, Holy and the smokes. next high—the next highest—is seven percent. What? Well, and it's two things: one, he's coming off an open win, and two, he lost here in a playoff a year ago, and has played well here at the Renaissance Club uh, over in, uh, in in Scotland. So, so Mike,
1: can I ask you a question? Um, just as no, you can't. I'm, no, 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 no. Well,
2: fine, fine. Okay,
1: thank you. Uh, you know, I'm still learning uh, how to bet golf, but my first instinct is I would not be betting on a guy that just won the Open to win just, like, the next tournament. Like, to me, that it feels like a cool-off period, right? It's a period, it doesn't feel like he's just all, just because he won doesn't mean he's going to stay hot kind of thing, you know what I mean? Is that just me, or um, should you be really considering betting Matt Fitzpatrick here?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
2: I mean, I'm looking at his number, right, even at 18-1 to 1 on DK, I'm not bad I mean, you want to, I, if, if he gets out slow and you want to bet him because he had good success here, he has another top 10 here a couple of years ago. Um, so I, I, I understand why people like him. I'm with you. I mean, the, the reality of him winning the U.S. Open and then using this and, and being, like, locked in versus a lot of these guys, I think, are going to be trying to work on certain things because their team, they're, they're trying to get themselves focused on the British Open a week from now. Like, I think that's... Yeah. A lot of these guys they tune up. So at eighteen to one, I mean, I get that Scheffler and Rom and Thomas and Shoffley and Fitz are all under twenty to one. I understand why. I have no interest in any of them, just given the, the given the odds. And so the the weather here shines. So your theory is a good one. Like back to back winners in the PGA Tour is very rare anyway, and especially coming off a of major. Um, the weather they're looking at thirty five to forty mile an hour winds uh, all week there uh, at the Renaissance Club. There's going to be no precipitation at all, so super fast greens, and they're fescue greens, which are yes. very, very rare for guys to play on. So it is really, really tricky. And Hannibal, to his point in his column at BetMGM, was focusing on guys who play well in Lynx courses. And one of the guys, the guy that I want to play, uh, at 50-1 to 1 to win the thing outright and also a top 10 bet, will be Tommy Fleetwood, who's yeah. played well here at the Renaissance Club, also had good links experience. So I, I think he's a guy, if you're looking for trends to look at and things to like, He's played well on this course. He's played well in Lynx courses in general. uh, And you're getting a really good price. at up there at like 50 to 1. Um, He's actually number one in the the, the website that I use that does like a course fit ranking. And it's tough for this track because not a lot of these guys have played here. But he's actually number one for course fit. Like his style of play plays for the course fit. So for me, I have interest in Tommy Fleetwood. I also have some flyers at uh, 33 to one Hideki Matsuyama uh, who comes into this thing. Uh, top ten in course fit uh, number of top ten stats that I look at uh, and I think he 's finally healthy Shime. The thing with Matsu early in the year is he just wasn 't healthy. He had some wds uh, He was fourth at the u s Open last time out he skipped the John Deere he skipped the travelers now he 's come back to tune up here. I think matsu at thirty three to one is a fair price. Sam burns at uh, almost thirty to one uh, just based on the numbers and his uh, current form missed the cut there at the travelers before that top third at the u s open was fourth in the RBC in Toronto. Um, and then I had a long shot, a longer shot play at sixty-six so, to one that I want to find. Go ahead. Ooh, I, so, I,
1: so I have a sixty-to-one long shot that I wanted your opinion on. Thinking sure. about playing him, a guy who's had success here. Uh, that'd be Aaron Rye. Do you yeah, have
2: any take on Aaron Rye this week? He he is one of the guys that's getting bet. His odds have come down from eighty to one to sixty to one. So he he actually won this tournament. So I, I I'm not anti uh, Aaron Rye, especially I mean sixty-six to one for pizza money and and getting that action all weekend. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and Aaron uh, Rye. Even if you wanted to just go like top twenty on Aaron Rye, it's still over two to one. Like, he's also, I, I think that's decent value. Form,
2: I mean, decent form. He was thirteenth in Toronto uh, a month ago. He was fortieth at Traveler, so he's made the cut. Yeah. in his last two events, he's played well here. Absolutely. And, he, and by the way, he'll be a very popular uh, DraftKings play yes. at only sixty six hundred. Um, I totally get that. My sixty six to one shot was Justin Rose. So uh, again, guy, who, he's played a lot of his okay. tournaments over there in Europe. Um, he's number he's 7 in the field in uh, par 5 scoring in DK. That's a big one. There's some par 5s that you could score on at this tournament. Um, and getting someone who's played a lot of tournaments over there in Europe and is top 20 in fescue putting, I was interested in him. And just to, uh, you know, Again, pizza money, 6-6 six, six to 1. You want to play him top 10, You could probably get a good number there as well. And then the ridiculous, ridiculous price uh, up on the board is Callan Tarum, who is 300 to 1. And he's more of a DK play for me. At sixty three hundred, he's going to be a big, big DK play for me. He was pretty
1: he, hot for like the first couple of days at the Open, wasn't he? Is
2: was uh, that he, him? He finished thirty first. He was very yeah. good. I mean, he finished thirty first at the Open. He's coming off a of sixth at the John Deere. He's got a couple miscuts uh, thrown in there. Thirteenth in course fit. Thirteenth in fescue putting. And he's up there at like uh, let me just double check like three hundred to one ish depending on where you look.
1: You also mentioned and, uh, Justin Rose top 10. That's six and a half to one, by the way.
2: Yep. Uh, again, these are, these are, I will not have significant dollars invested in any of these. He's not Fitzpatrick or Willie Z type plays from the U.S. Open. These are fun bets, at least to start the tournament. I, for sure, on Saturday, like I, I can see myself Saturday night after a day with the kids sitting down with dinner time and a beverage, looking at the uh, the odds overnight for the Scottish Open. I know they're going to tee off like two o'clock in the morning on Sunday, and I'll have some Sunday morning live bets going for sure. Uh, but my, out of these five, Matsu, Fleetwood, Burns, uh, Rose, Callan, Ka- uh, Taron, to me, at like 300-1 is my favorite flyer. And for sure, 6-300 on DK. I'm going to be uh, building around him. But I would say if you want a more informed opinion, go check out Hannibal's stuff at the Scottish Open, and he will definitely join us next week, Chime, for all things U.S. Open. And oh,
1: absolutely. S- uh, no, British Open. British sure. Open. Yeah. Uh, I am very excited for the Open Championship. Me too. Me too. Uh, I have had so much fun uh, with all of the majors this year. I'm, I'm very excited for the Open Championship next week.
2: And again, we I, I am a recreational, fun uh, golf better. Uh, I'd call myself more of a serious uh, DraftKings and underdog player. So when these are things that... Uh, I'll be playing this weekend. It will not again. Not significant money. They're all twenty-eight to one or longer, um, and hopefully get alive to a couple of fun runs uh, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, meanwhile, you guys talked about Mac Jones today because this is now that period where it's like training camp a few weeks away. It's Patriots. It's, uh, Ray, it's, it's, it's Patriots. It's Mac Jones. RG3 saying he's the first guy to win a Super Bowl. What was your big take on the Mac Jones conversation today? Since you and I both think he has no shot to win the MVP. You don't like him at all. No, uh, I think he's going to take a step backwards this year because of the talent around him. Yep. Big take from the Greg Hill Show. Mac Jones talk today.
1: Uh so to be honest, with, to be completely honest with you, we weren't overly critical of Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is bad, uh, but the people that are are thinking he's a dark horse MVP candidate need to get off the drugs because so. that is out of control. Like I read a stat line to Fitzy: uh, thirty-eight touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, over five thousand yards that was Justin Herbert last year. He did not even get an MVP vote. Yikes. Which means you're going to need to throw Yikes. in the range of 4500 yards to 5000 with 35 plus touchdowns and approximately 10 interceptions to even be and be on a team that wins 10 plus games to even be considered for the MVP voting. Like so and I just I think that's a too much to ask of any second year player and B ridiculous to assume even possible with a first-time offensive coordinator that we know literally nothing about and how that's going to get play called. Uh, no legitimate number one receiving threat. And then on top of that, I just don't think the Patriots' defense is – I think that's the worst part of this team is the Patriots' defense, and so this team is just going to be bad anyway. So it's not going to matter what what kind of season Mac Jones has.
2: I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, Bet MGM has uh, the lines up to win the AFC, both the Patriots and the Raiders. Are twenty to one. Who would you rather bet on if you had to make a bet on one of those two teams to win the AFC this year? Can I tell
1: you something, Mutt? Yeah. Uh I i am being honest with you. I've already bet on the Las Vegas Raiders to win the AFC this year.
2: <laughs> I already bet they're winning <laughs> Delore now.
1: <laughs> I also bet on them to win the AFC West. And it's just Wow. How yes. about breaking news here
2: on the pod? He likes the Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Plus the
1: six, six and a half to one to win the AFC West, and in my opinion, I for the first for first of all, I don't know how they're going to get uh, how teams are going to get them off the field on third down when you have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams. I just I don't know and. Derek Carr might suck, and, and Mike wasn't. Florio tweeted out this article about how Devontae Adams is going to take this massive step back. He does realize, by the way, that in uh, Derek Carr's junior and senior year uh, at Fresno State, he was joined by the one and only Devontae Adams, right? Sure was. As a freshman and sophomore. In those years as a freshman, Devontae Adams had 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. As a sophomore, <laughs> as a sophomore at Fresno State, Devontae Adams had seventeen hundred yards and twenty-four touchdowns with Derek Carr throwing him the football. These guys like playing together. Derek Carr is going to throw him the football. Derek Carr is accurate. Derek Carr is like the step-up version of Mac Jones. He is very accurate. He's going to get the ball to Devontae Adams. Like this is, it's like a match made in heaven. I don't understand how this, how anybody can assume that Devontae Adams is going to take a step back. Like if any. Top notch receiver might take a step back this year. It's going to be Tyreek Hill, not Devonte Adams, not Justin Jefferson, not Jamar Chase. Like I don't, it made no sense to me. And I, so I think right now the Las Vegas Raiders are being woefully, woefully underrated. And I am, uh, I am very much in on betting them for a lot of different angles, just because I think, I think everybody's so. So enamored with Herbert and the Chargers. They seem to be getting a ton of hype. Everybody loves Mahomes. He now lost Ty Hill. I don't trust Juju. That offense has questions to me. And then the Denver Broncos to the Denver Broncos. I don't know exactly what their plan is going to be. Um, I know Russell Wilson will be decent. They'll be competitive. But I don't know exactly how good that team's going to be.
2: Yeah, you mentioned a lot of reasons why I, I like them offensively. I, I think the-, 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 the Josh McDaniels offense, like you're- second chance for him, he is going to be so locked in, Shine, I 100% agree in year one and maybe it falls apart eventually because they're you know they invested a lot of money in this year like I don't think I would say like long term they're gonna be a, a contender for the next five or ten years but for this year Josh does not want to be in the next Bill Belichick you know assistant to fail so add that into a good offensive mind a smart offense decent defense like I, I I'm totally with you it's so funny I think they're being so underrated for so many reasons so I'm so we agree I wouldn't touch the Patriots to twenty to one with my son's, uh, you know, fun money. Nope. I, I if if you're if you're going to twenty one, the Raiders, I'm at to chase you home on that a little bit. I'm yeah. have to get that in now because I I'm sure you're right. Once the hype starts, once the hype starts in training camp, and it's like, oh my god, it's Adams, it's Renfro. Didn't they like, sign another but, decent wide receiver too, like the, to be on the other outside piece? I'm, I'll, I'll pull I don't it up think. Right I yet.
1: know they lost like Zay Jones and Brian Edwards, but okay, I mean, both guy, both of
2: those guys stink yeah, exactly. uh, like hot garbage. Um, I can look it up for you. Oh, right Key, now. Yeah, they
1: signed Keelan Cole. Yes, exactly. So
2: has like, been? He, he, Keelan Cole is better than uh, either one of those guys you just said. Oh, and they Bra- got Demarcus Edwards. Robinson
1: from the Chiefs. They they got both those guys. So I mean, uh, here's the thing. I, I I love I love the way the Raiders are built. You're telling me that with that Max offense, Crosby
2: up front, Chandler Jones on the
1: other end, I'm getting better oh. odds on the Raiders than I am the Colts, Browns, and Titans. That's stupid. That is yeah. stupidity. I, I like. I don't understand how the Vegas Raiders are below them. I don't. And so to me, it, the value is too good.
2: All right. So we totally agree. Both teams twenty to one. You and I both. It uh, sounds like we kind of love the. Ra- might be a Raiders podcast. Yeah. It
1: might be a Ra- Raiders, Raiders Lightning podcast. I like this.
2: All right, uh, please help us out if you're a Mac Jones fan, if you're a Raiders fan, if you're a fan of uh, betting on golf. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Odyssey. Chris Shine. what else do people need to know on this so Wednesday
1: morning? Uh, make sure to follow us on the Twitters. Tweet at us. Send us any of your questions, anything, any kind of NFL futures you like, you hate. If you think our Vegas Raiders hype is is dumb, let us know. Give us some, uh, get, you know, give us your thoughts, and we'll, we'll talk about them right here on the podcast. Be happy to. Uh, any golf today on your schedule, Krishan? Uh, no, I'm gonna take today easy. Uh, you know, I played 45 holes over the weekend. It's fair. Uh, I it's a, fair. I got I got another tee time light up Friday, um, so I am gonna I'm gonna take the week a week to myself here until Friday, and then uh, and then go out and play uh, 18 on Friday again.
2: All right, Shime time. We'll be talking live during the Scottish Open tomorrow. See how our bets are doing because they Whew. tee off so early over there across the pond. We'll talk then, buddy.
0: Brian, happy Brian Bayo day. Happy Brian Bayo day. Mutt. enjoy it tonight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.